Gavin and Gavin Gray is our UK correspondent with us now. Hey, Gavin. Hi there, Heather. All right, so I suppose you guys are walking and cycling at the moment, are you? Oh, can you believe the advice being given out by those in power to Londoners? So this week we have the biggest train strike in 30 years, and that includes the London Underground, the Tube, which so many millions rely on on a daily basis. Uh, The strike is over uh, pay, uh, as you would have thought, and conditions, uh, and uh, is covering Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Why alternate days? Because it's maximum, maximum disruption, because the trains won't be in the right places on when the service is running, nor will the people, and it'll take 24, 36 hours to get it back, by which time there'll be another strike. So it's a week of absolute chaos. And in London as well, the advice is walk and cycle. Well, for many people, that simply isn't possible. And many people are very angry at what's going on here. Uh, The government says, look, we aren't going to step in because uh, the train companies are privately owned. This is a matter between the union and the train companies. And anyway, they're pointing out that prior to the pandemic, the trains were very, very busy. After the pandemic, traffic has considerably gone down, so therefore they need fewer staff in different places doing different roles. And the rail strike unions are saying, uh-uh, we want 7, 8, 9, 10% pay rise. Uh, we don't think any members need to be made redundant, and it's up to the government to try and get more people back on the trains. This I see going on much of the summer, sadly, unless, perhaps unless today's last-minute talks work. How would you describe this, uh, the, 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 the loss of seats to, for Emmanuel Macron? Is it a spanking or is it just kind of a, a light loss? No, I think it's pretty much a bit of a spanking and is now going to define, I suggest, the rest of his presidency. That's because he needs control of the French National Assembly to push through his policies, to push through what he wants to do. Uh, he called to... Uh, voters to deliver a solid majority, but in the end, his centrist coalition lost dozens of seats, and that has left French politics fragmented. The seats that he lost have gone to the far left and to the far right. Indeed, it was a very good evening for the far right. Marine Le Pen and her party have turned eight seats into nearly 90 seats. She said Emmanuel Macron's adventure is over. Uh, Marine Le Pen, this is the leader of the far-right National Rally Party, and she said he had been consigned to a minority government. Uh, Now, also, the far-left has done well under Jean-Luc Mélenchon. He combined with the communists and greens into an alliance, which actually did really well. And uh, already Emmanuel Macron saying, well, I'm going to have to look for allies to try and get a working uh, majority. But none of the other leaders say they're going to do that with him. So it could be that many of the things he wants to get through, for instance, cutting taxes, raising the retirement age gradually to 65 to pay for things. Well, it's just standing very little chance of getting through, Heather. What do we put this down to, Gavin? Is, it, is, it, is he suffering the same thing many leaders who were incumbent during the pandemic are, are suffering, which is just you're kind of tired of them and you're punishing them? Yeah, I think there's an element of that. There was a very low turnout, uh, only 46%, um, so less than half voting. And uh, I think people as well, having given him their vote, perhaps as president, um, really don't think that uh, they particularly like him. I mean, many in the ballot box for presidency were saying, you know, I'm holding my nose. In other words, they didn't like either of the two candidates, but they mm. decided he was the least objectionable. So perhaps it's payback time. Yeah, fair enough. Gavin, I really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Have a lovely um, 